My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. Coming to you live today, it is Wednesday. It is a beautiful afternoon out where I am. Uh, I hope you're having a fantastic uh, morning, afternoon, evening, whenever it is that you're listening to this. Um, Of course, I am here live uh, on Facebook Live at the moment. On my Facebook page, you can find me uh, at Domini Drew. On Facebook, at Domini Drew Coaching uh, is my business page on Facebook. I have a lot of you know, free material and content and teachings and things I've learned from my, from my clients and little things to help, free tidbits to help on my Facebook page. So feel free to check that out. Uh, and of course, uh, if you are, are um, you know, uh, downloading this as a podcast, feel free to subscribe. I'm on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify and uh, what else? iHeartRadio. I'm I'm everywhere. Uh, you could just search The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. And if you are a fan of the show, please subscribe and download and tell all of your friends. Um, and actually, in all seriousness, you know, if, <laughs> of course, I, I specialize in helping single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching. And often I will have, you know, I'll have uh, married guys uh, approach me on the, uh, on, on Facebook or <clears throat> on my website, which is uh, dominiedrew.com and, uh, and say, you know, I'm, I'm married, I'm, I'm in a happy relationship, but you know, I've got a friend that I would really like to send your way. Uh, and they do. And it's almost always a good fit because, you know, you know, your friends and if they're, if they're struggling in their dating life, or if they um, are single and they don't know why, um, if they're, you know, repeatedly attracting the same wrong relationship over and over and over again, right? Um, if they're struggling to approach women, if they're struggling to find and meet women, these are all the kinds of things that I, I help guys through in my, uh, in my uh, coaching program. So, um, so yeah, you know, if you, if you do know someone, if you're a fan of the show, thank you so much. Um, and if you know someone that you think would be interested, just you know, subtly send them the link. You don't need to put anything. In. <laughs> just, just uh, you know, check this out. Check this out. Um, and because uh, it's it's really it's life changing work. Um, and you know the the main reason it's life changing. This just came up in, with an, another client recently. He was like, I just don't know why I'm having these these problems. You know, I, I don't know what the problem is. Well, of course you don't right? If you knew what the problem was, you'd be able to figure out the solution. You know, you might know what keeps happening. Like I keep attracting the wrong woman over and over again. Um, but you don't know what, what's really happening. You don't know why, right? Why is really the cause of, of that problem. And until you know, you can't fix it. You know, that's what's so powerful about my work is like, by definition, if you, um, if, if you're experiencing an issue and you don't know what the problem is, then you can't fix it. You know, you would have fixed this by now. You wouldn't be in my coaching program. You wouldn't be working with me. You wouldn't be asking for help. You would have just fixed it on your own. So no matter how long you've had these issues, no matter how long um, you've struggled in this area of your life or in any of your area of your life, really, there's something subconscious going on. You know, it is by definition a blind spot. It's, it's out of your, um, your capacity. It's beyond your capacity to, uh, to fix. It has to be, you know, because otherwise you would have fixed it. So, um, so that's a really important thing to remember. You know, guys come and guys are a really interesting demographic to work with because, you know, obviously my work, my work um, is just as powerful with women. It's not actually focused on men at all. That's just where, you know, I focus as a, um, within my business. And, you know, it's, it, guys tend to isolate, 
you know, they don't get together with their friends and chit chat about their problems as much as women do, right? Um, they'd rather sort of like a little more stoic, a little bit more inward. Um, they, um, they want to uh, process through things, you know, inside and then come up with a solution that way and then, you know, present the solution. Whereas, you know, women will tend to find the solution and process it through chit-chatting, right? Through communication. Um, and that's an evolutionary thing. Uh, I think I've talked about that on this show, um, but maybe it's been a while, but f- fun fact. So I actually learned this. I remember learning this in, in, uh, in school, in, in healing school. Um, I've trained, uh, I trained for, you know, eight years, um, in two separate, really intensive four-year schools. And I got my master's degree and like, I I take this shit really seriously, you know, because this is um, incredibly deep work, incredibly deep work that we're doing. Um, And and by the way, you know, this is a call-in show. You are very welcome to call in if you would like Um, the number to do that. I'm sorry, I forgot to say in the beginning is 828-333-4686. Again, that is 828- Three 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 four six eight six. Please feel free to call in and ask any question that you have um, uh, to the show. That's exactly what I'm here for, and I really, uh, you know, things actually work work best, and people relate to it best and learn most in the audience when someone's actually calling in with a live example. So, if you're hesitant, you're uncertain whether or not to uh, to jump in, you know, I, I I invite you to jump in. Give me a call and and uh, let, let's see if I can help you with what you're going through. So, um, so the sort of different ways of processing, right, uh, between men and women, um, uh, totally evolutionary, right? So we are um, social creatures, right? We're not we're not herd animals, but we are social animals. So um, there's safety in numbers, right? It's one of the reasons why um, abandonment issues are so powerful is because, you know, evolutionarily, there's a, you know, there's something in our brain that says that if we are ostracized from the crowd, from the, the group, from the society, um, we'll die. Okay, so, so, you know, all defenses in, in a similar way are linked to, um, linked in the, in the subconscious to survival. That's why they're so powerful. Um, I just had a, a wonderful client today who found um, a, um, uh, an, an issue with trust um, around meeting a, a life partner. And uh, we traced it back to an experience um, where the parents left, you know, when the, when the, my client was about five and, um, and, and left this real fear, you know, that, that people were going to leave and that has kept, that has kept my client single, you know, for, you know, the entire span of their life. So um, that's, that's incredibly powerful because, you know, even though, you know, and I even said, I was like, what if I, I took your, um, your ideal partner and, 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 and put it right in front of you, bam, there she is. Um, how, would you, how would you feel? And he said, I would, I would run away. I would leave. You know, if I put what you want in front of you and you don't take it, then there's something more powerful going on than the desire, than the thing that you want, right? Consciously, you're like, I want to find a great woman and settle down and get married or whatever it is that you want. Or, you know, I want a, an incredible adventurous partnership or I want a casual relationship where I can just give a lot of like passion and attraction. Great. You know, go ahead by all means. Um, if something's keeping you from that, that means there's something going on in the subconscious, okay, that's more powerful than your adult mind's desire for what you want. Okay, so yes, you might really want that partner, but if you fear rejection so much that you think that, you know, if, if you're rejected that there's a, you know, if you had an issue around rejection at a young age, even like a parent dying or something like that, even something that's innocent in the sense of nobody really rejected you, you could still feel rejected. And that's the part that, that lasts, right? That's the part that you, um, that you carry into adulthood. So that's the part that we work with, right? This, that that lodges in the subconscious. Okay. And so um, abandonment, you know, and so, and so if there's an abandonment issue, um, that can very well keep you single. Absolutely. Are you fucking kidding me? 
you know, you have to trust to really find a partner and, and, um, and marry with her, you know, not, not marriage, but like connect and, and combine with her, right. In a very Captain Planet type of way. You know, if you want to make your life about someone, uh, that takes trust. Fuck. You know, you got to let that person in. It takes intimacy. It takes openness. It takes transparency. And if you if you have a terrifying fear of abandonment, if you're sure that someone's going to leave you and or that if you open up to someone, if you trust them, that they will leave you, it doesn't matter how much you want that picket fence, you're not going to get it. Because a stronger part of you, subconscious, is always stronger than the conscious, right? Always. It always wins because it's survival-based. And we are creatures that, above anything else, will live. We will cut and claw and tooth and nail, scratch and punch and 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 we will cling, you know, with our nails to life. Like that is what is every cell in our body tells us to do. So if you're like, boy, I sure am lonely. That's got a priority list of, or priority of, let's say five. And your subconscious is like, well, if you trust someone, they're going to leave you and you're going to die. Guess which one's a fucking higher priority in your system, you know? So yeah, abandonment issue may not have anything to do with, uh, or may not think it has anything to do with uh, relationships or with trust, but boom, there's a connection, you know? Um, If there's anything that you want that you don't have, what would you have to risk in order to get it? Okay, got to call in. Hello, this is Dominique. Hey, Dominique, it's Jose or Joey. Hi, Joey, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm catching your show right now, and I thought I'd call in. Great. What can I help you with? Well, I said you're talking about amendment issues, um, and kind of uh, think kind of thinking about stuff because I I lost my dad when I was young, and I've still uh, gone through a lot of breakups. And I think a lot of the superficial reasons are still deep, and uh, in the abandonment issues, area of why I want to stay single, and. Uh, I think I'm showing someone that I'm involved with that I'm vulnerable, but I think it's still superficial that vulnerable starting time. And I'm not allowing myself to get involved in that. And I think it's still in the uh, abandonment issue uh, area. Do you, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a number of things that can keep us from really wanting to um, to open up. So, so take a minute right now and just take a breath for me. Okay. And I want you to think about that moment, maybe when it's happened before, where you felt that the time was ripe for you to open up, whether you did or not. But when you felt that moment there, Can you think of a time? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of um, so, what was the situation? Well, there's always moments where we're together and talking and deep intimate with each other. And that's where I feel most vulnerable. But the moment I'm not near her or she's not with me for a while, those feelings kind of disappear and I'm back to my confident. <laughs> in my mind, independent thought self, you know, mm-hmm. self So, so give me, agenda. give me one example. Give me one time when this happened. Think of a particular time, not generalized. Uh, recently, we're talking about what was our relationship and where we should be heading. Okay. So we're being intimate and I, I opened up to her a little bit and I don't feel like I should have or did completely in my core. And it's just superficial, some of the things that I feel. Okay. So what was the situation? Were you guys sitting, standing, lying down? I can't think of a specific moment because it happens frequently. Yeah, this is important. I'm, I'm pushing on this for a reason. Think of one example 
Joey, not like what, here's what I do because that's, that's, that's vague. When did it happen? Where were you sitting? What was the moment? Any moment, doesn't matter. First one that comes to mind is fine. Yeah, I forget it. Joey, still there? Joey, are you there? Hmm. Interesting. So that so that's interesting on a number of levels. So we lost Joey. Not quite sure why. Joey checks into this to the show very often. Comes close to uh, to making some progress and then leaves. Joey, I know you're still listening, so I'm saying this for you so that you that you hear because this is the pattern. Okay. So and this is actually a, a beautiful microcosm, as it just about always is, of trust that we're talking about. Okay. So there's discomfort. There is discomfort in my work, people. Okay. If you want to stay comfortable, this isn't the place. Okay. Got another caller. Hello, this is Dominique. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm well, thank you. Who is this? This is Nathaniel. Hi, Nathaniel. How are you? Good, good. What can I do for you? So, I'm watching live. Um, so, three years ago, my dad passed away and my mom um, now currently has a new boyfriend and I've come to the realization that, you know, he's not dad. He never will be. It's not the same. And one of the things that I'm having problems with is that I go out of my way to help mom, you know, be that, be that outstanding son because my sister's not helping her at all. And I feel like I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm not getting anything back from her. Mm -hmm. And it just, I live alone. And so it's, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right to, you know, continue helping her when she doesn't give me the gratitude that I feel I need. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then as far as the relationship thing goes, well, wait, hold on. So I didn't hear a question there. You sound like you like like you are in agreement with your own decision that that doesn't feel good for you anymore. Is that clear for you, or or is that something you're still uncertain about? Um, I still feel uncertain about it because it's like I want to be, you know, I want to be uh, that person that people can look up to. That person that you know, if somebody's having a bad day, they can call me. Okay. And I feel like not appreciated because I I help others but then all they do is just they blow me off and then they go to somebody else with the problem and it's like well I'm trying to help you and mm -hmm. that's the things I get do you find that you get taken advantage of in relationships absolutely mm -hmm. okay <clears throat> yeah yeah, so what it sounds like is happening, um, actually, let me come at this a different way. Um, what is your intention in helping, whether it's your mother or your relationship? What's your intention? Why do you do it? Because I have, because I care, you know, mm -hmm. it's like. So then that, that's perfect. That's, that's perfect. So you do it because you care. So then what difference does it make whether or not somebody appreciates what you do I don't know because one of the things that dad taught me was that you know to be to be thankful and to be grateful for what you have mm -hmm. and I feel that when I do these things when I help people and I you know don't get that thank you or they don't um continue to come to me I feel like less appreciated mm -hmm. I feel like I don't get Enough. Gotcha. Okay. Gratitude. So then what it sounds like is happening is uh, there's a mixed intention. Okay. There's a core quality where it sounds like you are a very kind hearted person Would that. Would you say that that's true about yourself? Yes. Okay. So you're a very kind hearted person and that's a core quality of yours, which means 
left to your own devices, you will naturally gravitate toward being kind and helpful. Okay. Right. And what do we do when we go into defense? We distort our strengths. We okay. shut down. Well, there's, if, if that is a gift of yours, then you will default to shutting down. If your gift, and one of your gifts, is, is kindness and helpfulness, then you will distort that. You will be overly kind and overly helpful, and it won't feel good to you anymore. Because at that point, despite the fact that you're kind of technically doing the same actions, completing the same actions, the intention is different. At that point, you're doing it in order to be validated. Right. I know that because you're experiencing disappointment that you weren't. So the fact that um, the fact that you are feeling that you're not getting enough gratitude indicates that you're going in expecting gratitude because otherwise you wouldn't notice that you didn't get it. Does that make sense? Right. So um, that being said, that's, that would be sort of the, we'll call it the negative side. The positive side is that's genuinely who you are and you genuinely want to do that. Okay. So let's put that side a piece, uh, that piece aside for just a second. We're going to come back to it. Um, the relationship piece, you know, again, if you do, if your core quality is being kind hearted and helpful, then you will, um, distort that by overdoing it in relationships. That's why I asked if you tended to get taken advantage of in relationships, because people who are naturally sweet will default to, um, sort of being a doormat. Does that make sense? Right, right. Doesn't mean you are a doormat. You are not. It's a distortion. It's the same. <laughs> You're like, I'm yeah. not sure if I want to say yes to that. Yeah, it's, it's okay. They're two sides of the same coin. This is the natural part of who you are is kind and helpful. Kind and helpful right. and drawing boundaries are not antithetical. They are, those two things are not at odds. Okay, you can be a very kind-hearted person, very, a desire to heal, helpful, sweet, nice, and still have boundaries for how people treat you. Does that make sense? Yeah, because basically, so I'm I'm currently talking to somebody, and I've expressed that, you know, yes, I I like this person, but she's, when I say, hey, I'm busy, or, you know, don't, don't call me right now, I, I can't talk right now. She continues to like pursue, like just keep going. And it's getting to the point where it's like, I, I can't do this. And I've tried to go to friends and talk to them about it. And they're having difficulty understanding what I'm trying to get to. And it's just, I was in a relationship with a woman for five and a half years. Um, and through those five and a half years, the relationship was, um, it was like, like a bar, a bar graph or no, not a bar graph, like a, a chart that goes up and down mm-hmm. because that's how the relationship went because things, um, I'm in a program, supported living program through the state. And one of the things that her dad didn't like was that I have caregivers that, you know, that makes me less responsible. And I kept trying to tell him, hey, you know, no, that doesn't make me less responsible. It just, I have autism. That's you know, it's a disability. It's nothing I can control. Mm-hmm. And he had a hard time understanding that. Any relationship that I get into, as soon as I bring that up, then they either... stop talking to me or they will talk to me. But then, um, like I was talking to somebody, uh, we finish your thought there, Daniel, they'll either stop talking to you or what? They stop talking to me or they find somebody else. So they stop talking to you either way. Yeah. Okay. So if you could pick one problem about your dating life to fix, what would it be? one problem to fix Mm -hmm. um uh, you know I would like to fix the 
the, you know, the, the, the trust. Mm -hmm. And how does the trust block you in your dating life now? Give me an example of one time when it has. Well, let's, there was a, there was a one time when I was, I was dating somebody and we didn't, we got to an argument and so I went to go over to talk to her and there was another guy there. Hmm. And so I was like, okay. Um, like a guy that she was interested in, like a romantic thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know that for sure? Or did you assume that? Um, from what I saw, you assume. definitely looked like she was. Mm-hmm. It's okay either way. I just want to know if, if that, did, did she ever confirm that, that she was sleeping with him or interested in him? Yeah. But I mean, she, she had this friend while, while we were dating. Mm-hmm. And then I think that she decided, oh, well, you know, just to make him pissed off, I'm going to, I'm going to screw my, my guy friend. And it just, it didn't, I was like, okay, well, I thought, you know, I thought I trusted you mm-hmm. because I told her, I said, I don't have problems with you having guy friends. I just don't want them to get romantically involved with you because you're in a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And so, so that, Nathaniel, you know, so go ahead and just take a couple of deep breaths for me, just nice and slow. Yeah. And go ahead and put yourself back in the position. You guys got in a fight. You went over there to speak with her and you walked in and someone else was there. Yeah. What do you feel in your body? Um, it hurt. Mm-hmm. Where does it hurt? Um, it hurt. It, it hit my heart the most. Mm-hmm. So feel into your I heart now. Mm-hmm. Don't explain it. Just let me know exactly what you feel. You're doing great. So I want you to my feel... Love. Feel into your heart now. And just let yourself breathe and feel that hurt. I want you to let it hurt. Keep breathing. Thinking about it. Yeah. Hurts. Yeah. That's okay. Because my love for her was so strong. Yeah. So let it hurt. Let your heart break. Don't try and protect yourself from it. That was a painful thing that happened. Pardon? So don't don't try and protect yourself from it. Let it hurt, because that was a really painful thing that happened. So I hold on. <laughs> it's really tempting to go back because talking is easier than feeling, right? So the temptation is to go back and tell me something else, but we just hit something pretty big. So that's why I'm pausing here. So when you feel ready, can you let me know what you're noticing in your body right now? Um well, I took the breath, the breath, and I closed my eyes, and it, I could see the image in my head, mm. and it hurt. Yeah. Let yourself feel that hurt. It's like that was the woman that I was going to marry, and to see that happen. Yeah.
If you can, Nathaniel, let the feeling get bigger. I know it's uncomfortable, but it's just a feeling. It's not going to hurt you. See if you can let it expand a little bit as much as you can. Like being that she was loyal, it was a waste of my time. Yeah, that's just something your mind is saying. That's that's not helping. That's that's just something your mind is saying to distract from the discomfort of the emotion. That's irrelevant. It doesn't matter whether you wasted your time or not. It's it's gone. What my mind? What my mind is thinking? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a thought, right? Not a feeling. I wasted my time. That's a thought. Thoughts are in you your want head. To know what my mind is thinking. No, I'm not interested in what your mind is thinking because your mind is, is trying to make sense of something that's beyond it. This is an emotional situation. The fact of the matter is, something happened that fucking hurt. Yeah. A lot. Right. There's no more. That's the point. Every place your, your mind tries to go from there is trying to kind of distract away because if you're thinking, then you're feeling less and doesn't hurt as badly. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So what are you noticing now in your body? Um, just a lot of sadness. Yeah. Where do you feel and the sadness? Mm, sorry, go ahead. It just a lot of sadness and then a lot of just pain. Yeah. Numbness. Yes. Um, Great awareness. To the point where it just makes me want to just break down. Okay. Why don't you let yourself break down? What's keeping you from breaking down now? It's It's unbearable. It's okay. That's the belief. It's definitely bearable. It's just a feeling. You can kind of visualize drawing from me if you want to. You can get support from me. You can hear my voice on the phone. Know that I'm here supporting you. Feel that support. And keep breathing. Try not to hold on to the feeling and try not to hold it back. Just let it take you over and then let it go. You're doing great. Wow. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt this way before. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Do <laughs> <laughs> you feel that wave come through and then go? Pardon? Do you feel that wave come through and then go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Like it's 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 a constant rhythm too, and it's like I'll feel the pain, and then I'll be like, "Okay, it's gone," and then it will just it will come and yeah. go and come. And yeah. Go. 
So emotions, Nathaniel, are a wave structure, okay? They, they flow in and they take, if, if you don't block them, if, if you leave everything kind of as it wants to be, then they come in, they take you over either in a small way or a big way, depending on the size of the wave, and then they go. And if you let them in, if you let your heart break when you feel that feeling, if you let yourself, what's the term you use, break down, right? then they'll come over, it'll feel uncomfortable, it'll take come over, they'll take you over in a wave, and then it will be gone, and then it's gone. That piece will never come back again because you let it process through your system. What we tend to do is when we feel the urge to, quote, break down, we kind of keep ourselves from breaking down because we assume that's a negative thing, and it's not. It's a very important thing. Right doesn't matter whether it's important or not. It's authentic. So we go with it, right? Right. So how are you feeling now? Better. Good. Um, I feel that, you know, I can just let her go and move on to a better future because mom and I, so basically. So, so Nathaniel, I want to, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you right there because I, I don't want you to move on to another thing yet because what you just experienced is really important for your system and I want you to integrate it. And sometimes if we, if we change topics too quickly, then it doesn't, it doesn't integrate and you don't get the benefit of what you just did. Does that make sense? I feel, I feel that I could move forward in life now that I went through that. Mm-hmm. Good. Because at the time when it happened, I wasn't sure what, what I was feeling. Yeah, because you were a little bit in shock. And what happens in shock is we freeze and then you can't feel the feelings when you're frozen. Yeah. It's like, it's stage fright. Yeah. It's any kind of fright. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So moving forward, when this kind of thing comes up for you, Nathaniel, I want you to let yourself feel the feelings. Okay. Don't block them from coming in and don't hold on to them when they're ready to go. Just let, just surrender, practice surrender and see what kind of difference that makes for you, okay? Okay, great work. Thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. I'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Nathaniel, for calling in. That was such a great example because this is what we do. You know, we experience something. Um, as he said, the number one thing he would change is, is, is being able to trust. And the thing is, if, if trust is the issue, then we will attract experiences to us that, for better or worse, give us the opportunity to practice trust, meaning we'll attract betrayal or we'll perceive betrayal, whether it's there or not, right? You're very welcome, Nathaniel. Thank you for calling. Um, and so there were a number of really important things um, that uh, Nathaniel just, uh, just uh, modeled there for us so beautifully. One um, is that, that resistance to really feeling the feeling. It's amazing how much of my work comes down to, to inviting people and creating a safe space for them to feel their feelings. Because feelings, emotions are totally authentic, Right. You either feel something or you don't. This is why I I say often on here, this is why I I choose to work with attraction, right? Because it's completely authentic. So you can't fake it. You know, you can't pretend you're interested in someone. You can't, um, you know, you can't pretend that you're not interested in someone. Like it's very, um, you know, yours might show more on the outside than someone else's. Mine, just about my everything shows on my outside. (laughs) But, um, but, but it's still, it's a very authentic thing. And so when something happens, like we get betrayed, right? Exactly. As Nathaniel said, there's a freeze, you know, I I kind of was in shock. Yeah. Yeah. You're in shock. You know, you weren't able to process through the feelings because they're, you know, the things happening right now. Right. So we got another call coming in. 
Hello, this is Domini. Welcome to the show. Hey, Domini. It's me, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Good. It's been a while since I checked in with you. Yeah, glad to, glad you called. What can I do for you? Well, ever since I, well, my main is saying I used to be scared of the word no and getting turned down. With your help versus all the podcasts and all these lives you've been doing with mm-hmm. on Facebook, it just seems like I finally attracted the girl my dreams, but now she's having second thoughts. Wait a minute. I'm getting some background noise. A- Andrew, can you go somewhere where you're, or be somewhere where you're quiet? Sorry, I'm at work. Okay. Um, what, uh, do, I, I missed what you said. You finally attracted the girl of your dreams. Is that what you said? Yeah. And now she's having second thoughts hmm. on being in a relationship with me. Hmm. And it's nothing I'm doing. She's more scared of what my mom and everyone thinks. What do I do in that situation? What do you mean she's scared of what your mom thinks? Well, she knows my mom's very opinionated in my uh, life, in my dating life. She seems to be very opinionated in it, but I don't always go by what she says. I do my own thing. Then why? how is this relevant to your relationship with your girlfriend? Because she is a, she's also one of my best friends, my sister's best friend. And she doesn't want to ruin that versus, and try, but we both want to see where it goes. But she's just scared if anything happens uh, that my mom's going to start bad mouthing her and everything. Like she has with my other exes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Why? Hmm. Hang on. Your your mother ought not to be playing a role in the relationship between you and a girl you just described as the woman of your dreams. I'm not even sure why we're talking about your mother right now. Um, if your mother has this much of an influence in your dating life, Andrew, that's a little bit of a red flag, babe. Yeah. This, is, this is not your I, your I, mother's. I, I, like I said, I don't even. I take her opinion and but I don't go by it. Andrew? I do my own thing. Well, but not enough, apparently, or this you wouldn't be bringing this up on the call. Does that make sense? All right. Yeah. So, well, no, she's more worried about it than I am. I'm like, right. let it go. There's nothing to be worried about. Okay. Are you listening? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So if, she's, if, if she is concerned, first of all, you can't fix her, Right. So let's assume that it's something that you're doing that's um, eliciting or, or encouraging this kind of reaction from her, right? Especially since you said this reaction from your mother has happened in the past with previous exes, okay? So what I'm thinking, what, I, what it feels to me, despite the sort of technical words that you're using, is that you're allowing your mother to have a very big role in your dating life, okay? I would look for the places where you let her control or you take her opinion this is you're a grown man your relationship is your business it might succeed spectacularly or it might fail spectacularly that's both are your are your business and not your mother's yeah yeah so if something like that were to happen like if i don't know if your mother still bad mouths your exes or not but that is something I would sit her down and have a very serious talk with and set a very clear boundary. Okay. All right. Your mother, you can be very, you can be very close with your mother. I'm very close with my mother. Um, and there are certain realms that are appropriate for her to have an input in and certain realms that there aren't the men that I date. It's not appropriate, you know, unless I'm like in a terrible relation, you know, something like that. But bad mouthing exes is that's, right. that's the type of thing that makes me think that she's got sort of strings in you that you might be used to and not noticing as strings. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. So I would rather than push your girlfriend's feelings away because um, she's ha- she has them. And soon, because this is affecting a relationship that, again, you just described as the girl of your dreams, um, I would look inward and see where is she right 
She might only be 3% right. Good, fix that 3%. That's your job. That's the part you can control, right? Yeah. So the way of, of doing that is I would, you know, sit with yourself, breathe a little bit, center, and see where has, where has your mother, whether intentionally or not, forget all of that. You've listened to enough of me to hopefully to, to know that by now, I think. Um, where has your mother come in between your relationships in the past? You know, even if it's just sort of side comments or even if it's just in your head, maybe she never even says anything, but you're thinking it in your head. She's still in there, right? You're letting her in there in some way. Um, does any of that ring any bells? Yeah. Follow the ringing. Because especially if this has happened before, it's a pattern, right? So, yes, so that means we know it's you on some level, right? Um, and, and, and this is, if this is the one, you know, take it really seriously and, and get in there and, and, and fix that quick to the best of your, of your ability. How does it feel to hear me say that? Better now that I know what the issues are. Mm -hmm. How is your relationship with your mom? Very close. Mm -hmm. Me and my mom, <laughs> she's the only one that raised me, raised me since I was five years old. Yeah. So, and I mean, my biological father bailed out on me. He pretty much signed over his rights without going in an eye when I was five years old. Oh, that sucks, honey. I'm so sorry. So listen, yeah, there's, so. there's, there's an authentic closeness there with you and your mom, partially because what you guys have been through together, partially because of what happened with your father, uh, and partially because it just sounds like you guys are close. That doesn't need, that, the essence of that doesn't need to change. I'm not telling you to be less close with your mother, okay? I am telling right. you, though, that there are areas of your life where it's appropriate to be close with your mother and areas where it's not close. So right now, like, you can listen back to this call after it's finished when it's posted on the Facebook page and listen to the tone of your voice when you answered the question I asked when I said, how is your relationship with your mother? And you were like, it's close. Like, <laughs> there, was like there was like a significant tone there <laughs> to me. Um, so, so great. Okay, the, the, the closest is fine. The... Um, enmeshment isn't okay it's not appropriate for her for her to have an opinion on who you date it's not you are a grown-ass man andrew mm -mm. she can have her opinions but she may not enforce them upon you and you have a right to say i don't want to discuss this with you i'm an adult let's go out for lunch and talk about the, you know everything else okay but but to do but to do so with your relationships is um, invasive. And then she, inv right. she invades that on her end. And then now it's, it's, it's coming in between you and this girl. And it, it will break you up if you don't, if you don't handle this. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, right. I didn't mean to be like the predictor of doom there, but I mean that <laughs> fix this or else. Um, I just yeah, mean like I mean, I, this. I know. Yeah. You, you see the sabotage coming, right? That's why you called. Yeah, I, I, that's why I'm bringing it up to you. Good. Smart man. Smart man. Very good. Good for you. And because it was one of them, um, like I said, she's opinionated, but I really don't take her advice all that often. And my, the girl that I'm talking to is thinking I do what I don't. So, so, so assume that something is giving her that opinion and look for where she's right. Is, sorry, sorry. Something's giving her that impression. And just look for where she might be right. Again, it might only be 3%, but it's still right. worth, worth fixing. And honestly, it's pretty hard to not be affected by opinionated mothers. I also have a, an opinionated mother who's like, I'm always right. And you're like, oh, that's kind of hard to be individual around. Um, 
So it's very possible that it's affecting you more than you realize. Like even if you don't technically do what she says, it's still in there in the subconscious. And that's probably what um, your girl is, is feeling. Okay. Yeah. So I would um, uh, look inward and, and sort of clarify what it is that's happening there for yourself. I would do that like tonight. Um, and then sit down, you know, when you get clear, sit down and have a talk with your mother and say, listen, I need to set some boundaries. You know, this, is, this is important to me as a man. She loves you. She wants the best for you. She might argue. doesn't matter. It's your boundary. Okay. It'll be, it'll be a little uncomfortable likely at first because you're changing the dynamic. Um, but it's also something that kind of needs to happen just as you grow up. You know, I had to do that with my mom. My mom's incredibly conscious and just a wonderful mom also in lots of ways. Um, and I needed to be seen as an adult. Like, okay, well, here's who I am because I'm in my thirties now. And, you know, she's still saying things as if I were, I were young and, you know, you you need to, at some point you need to redefine, uh, your relationship with your parents as you grow, you know, because it, it changes because you're not a, it's, it's a different dynamic. Now it's two adults who used to be parent child, obviously you're still parent child, but, um, and are now, you know, adults. So you want a new relationship with her and you can phrase it that way. Hey, I'd like to improve our relationship. You know, I want to have an adult relationship with you. Stand in your power here. That's important because you're not just standing up for, um, for yourself here, Andrew. You're standing up for your girl. You know, it's not okay that your mom trash talks your exes. That's, I mean, that's my opinion. That's, those, are, those are my life choices. No, you don't, you don't get to do that. You know, a gentle boundary like that. No, no. <laughs> no, I will not engage you here. You know what I mean? Right. No. Give that a shot and then uh, do me a favor and, and write in the Facebook page and let me know how it goes, will you? Yes, ma'am. I sure will. All right. Good to talk to you, sweetheart. All right. Talk to you. Talk soon. Bye. So, you know, that's a really interesting, um, really interesting phenomenon with, um, with parents. You know, there, there is that sort of change in the relationship, but, but what, you know, the, the most fascinating thing um, to me about what Andrew just brought is, um, is how he's like, you know, yes, she's opinionated, but I don't take her advice. It's like, I know what you mean, but if other people are feeling it, not like, you know, one person one time says, gosh, should you, you know, talk about your, um, should you talk about, uh, you know, your, your mother a lot, or, you know, one person says that and it doesn't resonate. That's not a big deal. But if there's a pattern here and a few different things that Andrew said made me realize there's a pattern here. Um, there's a, um, you know, uh, oh, um, you know, she trash talks, 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 the exes, she's opinionated, but I don't listen. You can't not listen to opinionated people if they're, if they're in your life all the time, you know, they're, they're, it's going to spill in. Like there's only so long you can hold that boundary in a mother child relationship. Fuck you. There's no way. My mom's not even that opinionated. And all she needs to say is like, Oh, you know, I feel this. I'm like, Oh my God, that's definitely the truth. And I, I must be wrong. (laughs) It's like, you know, parent child is a whole different thing. Andrew, you could have fucking amazing boundaries um, with every single person on the planet and you still, and still not have amazing boundaries with your mother. That's why I, my, my language is a little bit assumptive there because of the nature of your relationship. If you were like, you know, my sister has opinions, but I don't always listen to them. It's like, okay, that makes sense, you know? Um, but a mother, oh boy, like it's just, that's just the nature of the relationship, right? I mean, I, I'm thinking about it now. It's, I, I wonder if it's honestly because, you know, her quote advice or her guidance um, when you were a kid, like keeps you alive, you know, so maybe that's why we grow up with such incredibly, um, I want to say implicit trust. And I don't quite mean implicit trust because obviously a lot of us grow up with, with issues, <laughs> trust issues or otherwise with our parents, but implicit engagement, you know, we're either, we're either, you know, in love with them or we're angry at them or we're, you know what I mean? You're, you're really engaged one way or the other. I hate her. She's terrible. Or I'm, you know, almost nobody's like super neutral about their mom, you know? Um, and, and then those people might not be neutral about their dads. You know, we've all sort of got our, our, our things going. Um, but yeah, so that's a, that's a complex, um, complex relationship. 
And yeah, uh, Caitlin, thank you so much. You just uh, answered this question. Um, Nathaniel just asked if I have any books out. Thank you, Nathaniel. I will be writing a book at some point. Um, but right now, the best way to um, define me exactly as, as it was answered on this Facebook Live is to go to dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. Uh, and that will lead you to a, a short video of me talking about who I am and, and what I do and, and how I can help. Um, and then it gives you the chance to... Um, to get on the phone with me, to um, schedule a session. And um, sometimes you get me, sometimes you get my team. Um, but uh, on that sort of intro call, you know, I have, uh, I have testimonials on my Facebook page of, you know, screenshots of people on Facebook saying, I got so much just out of that initial session before they even work with me. Um, you know, there is a, the, the initial session is free. Of course, if you decide to work with me, there's an investment there. But honestly, we're talking about working through issues that, people have carried for decades, 30, 40, 50 years in a matter of weeks. You know, um, you heard Andrew there. Andrew doesn't even work with me. He's not a client. Um, he's just gotten a huge amount out of listening to the podcasts, you know, uh, the, the Art of Attraction podcast. And even just that, you know, he's, he's really taken it to heart and he's really, it's, I think it's rescued a couple of his relationships or it's led you to meeting people or through your anxiety. I can't remember exactly what it was, Andrew. If you want to, um, if you want to write it out, then uh, I, I'd love to, I'd love to hear it because, you know, I, I really like that, you know, um, if you, if you want to work with me and you want to do it intensively and you're like ready to fix this. I am your person. You know, that is what I do. My agenda becomes yours. If you're like, okay, I want to like sort of work through this slowly. Great. Work through it slowly. If you're like the faster I can fix this, the better I want to meet someone and move on with my life. I'm tired of being in this dating rut. Great. You know, I have people who again, turn around issues they've been struggling with for literally decades in a matter of weeks. So it's really, it's just a huge, um, it's a huge shift. That's kind of just how I, how I work. <laughs> the people who are drawn to actually working with me um, tend to, um, uh, tend to want to move their shit. You know, they're done. They don't want to spend five years in therapy. Therapy is also great. If you are uncertain, go to therapy. <laughs> Everybody needs therapy. Um, but my work is, is faster. It's deeper, it's more effective, it's uncomfortable. You know, Nathaniel just had to sit through a very uncomfortable amount of fear. Um, and, uh, but then he sat with it, you know, and it's like, it's really terrible, it's really terrible, it's really terrible. And then it's gone. You know, you do that a few times in a row and that issue that has plagued you for your entire life is no longer there, people. Okay, this isn't tips and tricks. This isn't, you know, techniques and tactics. This is like solving the problem from the inside out so that the results that you get are permanent. Completely permanent. Okay? Because you're you're done with this. You don't want to carry this anymore. So if this any of this sounds like you um, you know, by all means, reach out, um, head to dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. That is um, the, the, the fastest way to get through this. I've done this work for 15 years. I've studied all sorts of modalities. The, the one that I use this process work is the single best. Okay. I don't know um, a lot of other people that do it. Um, you know, call me up, get on the phone, invest in yourself, take this shit seriously. If you're ready to move, do something about it. You know, if you're happy where you are, stay where you are. I honor that very much. There's no judgment here. I have no agenda for you. Um, you know, um, and Nathaniel, thank you for asking. There is no fee to meet with me. It's a free call. Um, and we talk about, you know, where it is that, you know, what it is that you're struggling with. And, um, and uh, sometimes, you know, we had people have major breakthroughs. It's called a breakthrough strategy session. And that's why. So that's at dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for everybody today for calling in. That was a really great show. Uh, we touched on trust. Of course, you know, that's kind of the best you get in my episodes. I, I make a plan to talk about one thing and then people come in and we follow the flow and sometimes it matches up and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I really appreciate everybody, um, you know, reaching out and, and calling in. You know, it's, uh, of, of course, it's, you know, it, it, it feels transparent or it feels vulnerable to reach out and call, even if you're nameless and faceless, you know, even if you, you're a voice on the radio, notice the resistance to calling in, right? To making a, 
um, to making a movement towards that um, and question that resistance. That's interesting. I definitely don't want to reach out. Hmm. Okay. I wonder what that's about. You know, let yourself get curious. This is what it's about. Okay. Notice what it is that you want. Okay. Notice what it is that's in between you and that thing. Right. So um, I really want a, a beautiful woman in my life. What happens when you see beautiful women? Oh, I run away. Okay, great. <laughs> well, what is in the running away? You know, what is it that happens in that moment? What do you hear? What do you think? What occurs to you? What do you feel in your body, not in your head? Uh, when I say, what do you think? It's like, what, what words do you hear? Right? Um, like, oh, she's never going to want me. Or, oh, I'm never, you know, she's, she's probably got a boyfriend. She's, what are you telling yourself? And then believing that's keeping you from what you want. And what's the payoff for that? How badly do you want what you want? Okay, when you're ready to do whatever it takes to get what you want in your life, that's when you call me. <laughs> so again, that's at dominidrew.com forward slash hello. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I will see you next week. Have a great week. Take care. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.